1: Are you ready for a great classic podcast? JBTV,
2: the respected name in
1: music TV. These are podcasts that no one has heard in many years. This is the JBTV podcast series, The Classics. JBTV. It's the 90s, and this is a special edition of JBTV. And now, we take you into our JBTV studios for Filter. You haven't
0: seen this yet? (laughs) Well, we okayed it. I remember I wrote the little blurb on here. (laughs) <laughs> what does the blurb say? Uh, Filter Phenomenology, 1,137 days on the short bus, tracks and exposes filter from their origins at the Grand Canyon to beer-soaked stages all over the Western Hemisphere. Containing all the videos, live concert footage, unreleased tracks and all the gratuitous home footage taste and time allows, Phenomenology presents an in-depth examination of a band that rivals even spinal tap in scope depth and intellectual pursuit. Yeah, whatever, see for yourself. <laughs> Oh boy. Mm-hmm. And I like the shot here, uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Alas. Gotta be careful about what you write down sometimes.
1: <laughs> well, it sort of you know goes with you forever. <laughs> so that's, that's a home video you're putting out, huh? Yeah, uh-huh.
0: it's um, something we did, I mean, I, I don't know how uh, egotistical it is for a baby band to put out something like this, but uh, everyone in our crew and band had videotapes, like uh, video cameras the whole time, so mm-hmm. we just had all this footage and uh, we started looking at it and some of it was pretty good and we have a good friend of ours as a director and uh, he came on the road with us with a bunch of old Bolex cameras and uh did like this new Sony digital cam and everything. So he just taped a lot of shows and we we're watching it's like hell we can do something with it so why not?
1: Well that's great. We say your infant band, you've been around for quite a while now. Not that, that long. Yes. Really? How long oh, has it been? Two years. Really, Rich really? and I have been together. Yeah. That's it? That's it. Yeah. Well, it seems like well, you were here like at the beginning then? Yeah, was we, that, we were here at the that was right dad. at the beginning. We oh, hadn't long. played
0: a live show ever when we uh, yeah. first were in here mm-hmm. interviewing. Cause. Since then we played 270
3: shows yeah. <laughs> all over the world. 13 months or something. Uh-huh. It's been incredibly exciting. I mean, I don't know. I, I used to be in that other band, uh, Nine Inch Nails, and playing audience. You know, it's like 1,500, 2,000 people just they were always so insane and I kind of lost that we went off and did our record and we just disappeared for like two or three years
0: mm-hmm. and living in a house and then all of a sudden we're on the road again and I you don't know that's the best part though I guess touring and doing all the you I know. think
3: the touring is the best part of it because yeah. when it works and it's like that special moment when you're on stage and you know it's working and it's the best show you've done and you keep topping yourself and just looking out into those kids' eyes, you know, it's amazing.
0: That's the—that's really the... You miss it when you're off it, because like yeah. when you're on it, especially because like we didn't have any time off last year. We played, you know, you'd have like two days off in between tours, and we did three months with the Pumpkins, and then, uh, you know, we did like two months with White Zombie, and then two months with Ozzy, but there was only like two days in between every leg, and uh, so we were just like, God, we want to go home, and then you get home, and you're like, you 7.30 <laughs> at night, you're like, where's my guitar?
1: So you get the feeling It's like a drug addiction, huh? Well, You know how you like You know, you need it
0: Because
3: when you go on the road It's like, you know Everyone has this misconception Of it's like so glamorous You know The the typical thing But You know It's like you wake up You do a bunch of interviews You're trying to find Something to eat You know And then At around 9.30 You get on stage And that's the only time Mm -hmm. During that day That you're going to feel good And it's like You know, we get up there It's definitely for us You know It's like
1: it's only time people leave you alone, I guess. Yeah. It's amazing, because even when I shoot concerts, you know, because I run camera for these things. Mm-hmm. And you can feel terrible before the show. But once a show hits, yeah. something happens, and I never could explain it. You get like adrenaline or something? Or, Called The know. switch. The switch,
0: yeah. you know, you can feel sick as hell, or, you know, you can be having diarrhea or whatever, you know. And then the second <laughs> you get on stage, pull it together. Because yeah. you have to, you know, it's a yeah. fight or die reflex. the frat boy He's type a,
3: uh-huh. <laughs> yeah being f- I, there's no frat parties mm-hmm. for filter it's just more like mental abuse really
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah nothing wrong with that we'll see some of your videos let's go back to the oh, beginning because yeah. uh, like dose is a video that uh, yeah, i haven't seen video. why is it that mtv plays juracetal right yeah. every hour which know. is good for you guys. It's you know, good I've, for us. Yeah. Why do they play it every But hour? why are there, there's like all these other videos. You have like a total of three or four now, right? We have three, yeah. 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 And uh... uh including Jurassic mm-hmm.
0: Uh, well they played the hell out of Hey Man, I nice Shot like mm-hmm. a year ago, year and a half ago. or we Buzz been with that. And then uh, put out Dose, we made this decision to go with the song because it was, it was kind of harsher. And uh, I don't know, we didn't want to be perceived as MTV. Darlings or anything. Mm -hmm. So as a result, of course, the video doesn't get played a whole hell of a lot.
4: Dose is pretty, pretty consistently
5: uh, a really stimulating song to play.
0: Yeah, so we're looking for a space because, you know, we just designed these studios that are pretty cool. You know, we've each got like some racks of gear and it's a little system you can roll into a hotel room or a loft space or mm-hmm. our homes or whatever. And uh, it's just important for us to be able to record quickly. And we're not a band like uh, Pearl Jam that sits around and jams with a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, pretty much the only interaction is really existing between us. And since we only have two hands, we um, can't play like drums and bass and keyboards and guitars and sing all at the same time. And uh, so yeah it's kind of
3: makes the work a little bit slower but you know I think what we're going to do is just get some local musicians and try it out playing with different people just so that when we go to the final stages of the record excuse me i'm burping final stages of the record it'll be more of a thought out thing because short bus was kind of just like a really stark simple record and um, now we we really want to kind of make sure that the arrangements are perfect and, and kind of well thought out and almost rehearsed to a certain degree.
0: I kind of play with the live band and hear what it sounds like, because the songs change so much um, I, on the road. They just mutated that, you know, when you're sitting there in the studio and you're playing at the drum machine, you don't really take those things into consideration. Is this smoking a bug your equipment, Jer? Not at all. Most, most studios, I don't know if you know this out in JBTV world, don't allow you to smoke i mean mtv you can't smoke within a block of the building oh my god most um, well, recording <laughs> studios now it's it's
1: it's really horrible but isn't that what made you know i mean that used to be the whole thing you know well, <laughs> back
0: in the 50s you could smoke in church you know these days you can't smoke anywhere and i don't know we, we have nicotine addictions Not which is there. the, only the thing
3: 70s ever. everything was about smoking in yeah. the 70s then people started to
0: in new york and california you can't smoke in restaurants i remember i went to go see the foo fighters play at uh, this club called Tramps in uh, New York last year. And uh, they wouldn't let me smoke in the club. You know, it's like...
1: <laughs> that You know, it's getting ridiculous with these rules and, and regulations about what you can and can't do. Oh, absolutely. You
3: know. No, the government's the scariest thing in the world to me. Yeah. I mean, everything is regulated. It's unbelievable. You go to a place like Czechoslovakia and you're allowed to do anything you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not much opportunity for people out there, but gosh, I mean, you can... Smoke wherever you want, stay out drinking, you know, there's no drinking age. Fornicate. You know.
1: statues, you know.
3: Fornication with
1: statues. Well, it's like, you know, Anytime you put rules on it, you want to break the rules. Yeah. So I say, you can't do it, you immediately go, I want to do it now. Uh, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> it's just like, you know, we're for the legalization of all drugs. Not because we use them, but, you know, I mean, let's face it, you know, if you legalize it, people are going to realize, hey, I don't like cocaine, hey, I don't like heroin, in the same way that, you know, if, if people are responsible, they don't drink themselves into oblivion. Plus it'd be
1: all regulated, like, you know, I mean, our foods, are, our sodas are regulated, our our water, our food, everything's got something in mm-hmm. it, you know.
0: And take the crime out of it, you know, put that into rehabilitation and education, mm-hmm. and that's...
1: Mm, tax it heavily.
0: <laughs> well, what, what was it, you always read these facts from these, like, hippie, normal probe, you know, marijuana guys that, like, I guess if you legalized marijuana and taxed it, we could take care of the deficit in, like, three or four years. So. <laughs> you know, of
1: course, they legalize it. Nobody will want it anymore, and that'll be the end of that drug. to <laughs> it. At Walgreens. I don't want it anymore. <coughs> anymore. <laughs> we'll see some more tunes. What else should we uh, see right, in the show? All your we, favorites now. This why is, we you know. That new Marilyn Manson video. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: It was directed by a friend of ours, Florence. And they also have a, a video for Sweet Dreams that um, was directed by the guy that directed our video, Dean Carr. He did, Tarastal, he did Sweet Dreams for the. Marilyn Manson boys.
0: And we'll give you a little secret about Marilyn Manson. They're big jocks. They like watching football. And Marilyn is,
3: uh, he's known for being this, you know, crazy person.
1: No, I didn't get that.
3: (laughs) We knew him back when he was like into the Grateful Dead and everything. uh, We
0: know him as Brian. That's his real name. His
3: name is Brian. So we always, hey, Brian, what's going on? (laughs) And we read in this interview that Marilyn's like, someone says, well, what do you think of the Bulls this year? And he's like,
0: sports do not exist in my world. And uh, and when he comes to know, one of our shows in uh, Florida, and he comes up, so what do you think about the Packers game? You know, I'd say <laughs> <like,
3: laughs>
0: exactly. I love those guys. They're such a <laughs> I, I
3: would have to say if we could go on tour based on like who the coolest people are, it would definitely be like Corn, mm-hmm. Jonathan, and those guys are just so much fun to hang out with. And uh, I think it would be Marilyn Manson because. We're all young and we're all at that age where we just are crazy and we just want to have a blast on the road. We've actually become fans of just about everyone lately. With the exception of like Hootie and the Blowfish and like Bush. Mm -hmm. I think we like almost every band out there right now. We have no egos as far as like, you know, because a lot of bands hate, they get, you know, there's rivals and... You run into these people that are just, they they think that their poop doesn't stink.
0: We're not baseball teams, you know, a lot of people, you know, like we'll get on the internet or something and there'll be all these boards dedicated to, you know, filter versus nine inch nails, you know, like we're... Competing like for some world championship of something or other. And you know, the fact of the matter is Trent and Rich and I are friends, and uh, we can exist in the same world. Kids got to realize that.
1: Yeah. Well, every band's got such a uni- you know, not, they've got their own unique sound. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody's it's different. Exactly and,
3: like apples and oranges, and it's, it's, it's like Brian said, it's not, it's not something you can base on statistics or record sales or anything like that because. You know, some of the bands that I really like haven't sold record one, but they're, like, amazing to me. Like, like you know, Chokebore from from California, which actually they have a video. I don't know if you ever got it, but they're, like, one of my favorite bands. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, it's funny because, like, we run into in New York, and I jumped on stage and played, had, like, a hole with them. And it was, like, old times, and it was fun. And then I meet these kids outside that are, like, what are you doing here? You know, aren't you guys enemies? enemies. And it's, like, no. Yeah it's like no we're we're friends we're just musicians and it's just music you know it's not you know a well, friendship sales more.
0: if
1: you look at the sales i mean that doesn't judge anything
0: you know cuz no, it's, no. it's it's i mean you know. my favorite band's on sony records you know flaming lips do you have any flaming lips please? oh videos?
1: yes all right and wayne now there's a band that gets like no airplay they're the most underrated band
0: i think between them who is it there are two bands i think that are so vastly underrated and uh Flaming Lips. I just love those guys. Their last record, uh, what was it called? Cloud's Taste Metallic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was my favorite record last year, and I played it like every day on the bus. And, uh, you know, I mean, everyone perceives them as the Don't Eat Jelly band, and uh, they're not. They've been around for 12 years, and they kick ass, and uh, they're a big inspiration to us. So. They live in Tulsa. Is it Oklahoma? No, Oklahoma City. Oh, yeah. Oklahoma City. Yeah. Gosh. And they just all live in this little house. And uh, I don't know, the thing I like about them is that their music is such a celebration of life and it's
1: so playful and fun and, I don't know, and they write good songs. So. Yeah, We have a number of videos that uh, Wayne actually made that MTV didn't. Really? You know, the record company says, we're not making any videos. We're not going to do this and that. So he says, screw it. I'm doing my own. All right. And yeah. it was great. You well, know? Let's play some of those. So. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Flaming Lips on JBTV. <laughs> hey, you're really good at this. Yeah. I'm going to be a BJ. (laughs) You can. I wish if I had a 24-hour channel, you guys would be on all the time. Just (laughs) Just do it, yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Richie and Bryce show, sitting around drinking Budweiser and
0: playing video
3: (laughs) Playing the tunes. (laughs) Nintendo. Ultra 64, baby.
0: Yeah, the new Nintendo. We play a lot of video games when we're at home. Uh It's kind of a hobby of ours because, uh, I don't know, something we've always wanted to get into, so now we're starting to score some video games, and so we get... uh, all the new systems and it's how we kill time when we're recording or I mean because on the bus sometimes we'll drive from like Dallas to Salt Lake City and you know and it'll be like a 24-hour drive and you can only sleep like eight of those you know before you get turned into so you slot. Have a big tour bus so we have a big tour bus yeah there's uh, but there's like 10 of us on it so it gets pretty crowded so, we <laughs> so it's to, a
1: big small tour bus
0: <laughs> yeah well
3: yeah it's well let's put it this way if our manager could find a bus that sleeps like 25 he would, would he would make us have that bus We've been fortunate in the fact that we've had two big hits in the last couple of years, and uh, do you guys have any soul coughing? Yeah, I love
0: soul coughing. They're one of our favorite bands, it's and uh, they're, they're the other underrated band I was trying to think about because uh, I don't know they're big inspiration us as well, and you never hear this stuff on the radio. No. And you know, well, never. they
1: had the song about L.A. radio. What was the name of that one again?
3: Uh, it's geez. four a.m.
1: in L.A. and you were listening. To los
3: angeles it was just
1: such a good feeling song oh.
3: you know yeah, and that guy's really in touch with his uh yeah. vocal abilities and everything his rhyming and his whole rap is so original and i big fan of you the seen him
1: live? oh yeah we taped them live taped him? you know because we do it the right way we bring in 20 you know tim metro mobile sound mm-hmm. comes out records it on 24 track mm-hmm. and then you know i come back and i we, edit all the shots how many cameras shoot do do? five six five? okay
0: yeah. excellent we get in trouble on stage because we move around a lot and then there well, these we would never get on stage
1: <laughs> i think um, that sucks
0: you know when you go on stage yeah end up knocking and it changed your show because you're worried about hitting it and like we had a little accident last year on stage uh richie and i were on. Uh, <laughs> both playing guitar, and he, the lights went dark, and he jumped over the monitor wedge, and it was our third show ever, and he put his uh, headstock of his guitar right through my face, and it oh, knocked out, two of my teeth. You can
3: <laughs> see the video footage on this thing, Brian's <laughs> transformation into John Merrick. I
0: lost two teeth, and I uh, had 36 stitches. It, it ripped oh. open my face from here, and uh, so we shoved the teeth back in. Luckily, I got to keep them. Oh, good. I hope I brushed my teeth this morning, but... uh <laughs> I don't know. That was your, I figured that was probably the worst thing that could happen to me on stage, so yeah, we're was... very aware of, like, where guitar necks are and stuff, yeah. but when
1: you get, like, camera people up there, it's... Yeah. Well, you saw so. us at Rage. Yeah. You didn't see, didn't us, see us at Rage. You stage at all. No, we stay away, because to me, we are not part of the show, and there's no reason why you can't get good enough shots from all the sides yeah. and everything, you know? Well, because that's, you know, where the kids are, you know, I mean that's where they see it from, so... So who was filming the show? Um... Who's,
0: Actually, oh, it wasn't that really... Was that that,
3: what, the accident wasn't captured. It was like the blood and the... Document. When your face has a trauma like that, it completely swells up.
0: Mm-hmm. I so, had two black eyes, and my face was... I looked like the elephant, man. It was really funny. The next, we had to play the next night, and it's our first tour, so get up on stage, which is like, do not fear the elephant man, he's is, he is not an animal, he's a human being, and I was on all these painkillers, and in
1: between songs, I was puking, and it was, it was, uh, so song. the, yeah, was, so the magical, mystery, tranquil, whatever there is on stage at Energy that numbs you to these things didn't work that well that no. night. Um,
0: well, I was able to play the show. I just mm-hmm. had to vomit a lot. <laughs> yeah,
3: it was, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty horrific, man. I looked up, uh, into his mouth after, you know, because he's like, I lost teeth. I'm like, Nah, no, you didn't. He's like, yeah, I did. Prove it, prove it. He opens his mouth. There's two sockets and two teeth sitting on his tongue. And I was so what, what like, did you
0: do, stick them back in? Actually, yeah. yeah they and they didn't have right time right for in. anesthesia, which really sucked. Uh-huh. So yeah, they just sat me God,
1: down in a chair. Oh God. and. God. I don't want to go through that again. Ooh, well, <laughs> hey, we're talking about pain. This is sort of like the house of pain or something here.
3: <laughs> oh, it was a bad accident. I mean, a lot of these guys, like Marilyn and Trent, they look for accidents. You know, I mean, well, they, even David Yow, when he was
1: at the show, he takes a mic stand and throws it at himself, and yeah. he, he hits it like right here. And it's like during the show, it's getting bigger and bigger. It's oh, yeah. swelling up, you know. Yeah.
3: Actually, I, I have a problem with not only hitting other members of the band filter with my guitar, I end up hitting myself with the guitar. I don't know what it is. But I, used to, I, had, this, I had this big, huge black eye, and it swelled up to about out to here, and, and everyone's coming up to me, what happened? I'm like, dude, I hit myself.
0: It was you know, a while. there Richie was doing the uh, Roger Daltrey with the mic. Mm-hmm. Boom! Yeah, and he's the other side of the stage, and I feel like it's popped in the eye by this mic. So, yeah, I, there was one... We were on the road once, and three of us had black guys. Uh, yeah. our, our friend Gino plays guitar with us. Rich had a black guy, and I had a black guy. So but we're, we we're going to bottle. a restaurant, so we're all walking in with these black guys. They look like World Wrestling Federation, you know, or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How'd you get your teeth knocked oh,
5: out? A little extra.
4: Rich and I bumped into each other on stage. Oh, that's right. Okay. Wait a second. Did I miss... Did Richie call like we're going to do a encore thing or, or some kind of like pull a break or did you know like what happened and then when I f- stepped off the stage and walked in the hallway you could see every two two and a half feet big splotches of blood I'm like holy shit you know what happened here so I followed it outside and then I saw Brian with holding a towel on his mouth and it, it was just oh man it was horrible and I being you know you, you don't want to look at it but you do so I was like uh, Brian, Brian let, me, let me see it let me see it So he takes this thing out, it's just like this, Jesus, something that would put Gene Simmons to shame. I don't even think his girlfriend would
2: (laughs) come close to that, man.
4: You know, it's just the gaping hole, it's like a black hole, there's this blood coming out. Can you open your mouth a little bit? So they actually, they took him to a 24 hour, got a found a 24 hour dentist, and the guy without an anesthetic push the teeth right back in. I was just thinking about that like cringing. And I I went up to the guitar and checked it out. There's a nice big dent in the in the headstock. So here are all the different guitars we have
3: here. This one's the telly, we don't have a name for it. So fuck it. This is the Buddy Holly. It's just like Buddy Holly's guitar. This one's uh Brian's is called Shiny Monkey Theory. I figure no one will really be able to pay attention to how Brian plays sometimes if they look at this silver guitar. Shiny monkey theory. It's called Grandma's Basement. It just looks like looks like the furniture of Grandma's basement. It's got the fish, you know, that grandma might have. That grandpa caught. And this is my favorite. This is I've had this guitar since back when I was in that other band. This is called the racing car. It's a little beat on. I actually shot it with the BB gun a couple of times. I was aiming for this, so I I felt I had pretty good aim. I was 50 feet away, too. Got a bunch of guitar sounds that can never be reproduced because Brian uh, messed with them so heavily in a computer. So what we do is we trigger them using this keyboard. Right up here, this, uh, this old DX7, we use it as a trigger. And Brian just actually steps on it fires off a big stereo sample. I mean, these are the hard drives for it, a couple gigabytes each. Oh, here, let me show you Gino's stuff. Gino likes Mesa, and he likes his old Marshall. And he likes a bunch of effects. So we give him what he wants, because he's a hell of a player. Here, let's go look at the bass. Stuff. Is that on? Is that that well, that you can is bring, bring it down right oh. here, then. It's too loud. I guess
6: you have to play well, it. I, I turn that off when it, when, it, when, it's when it's not. I wish I would have met you. Now it's a little late. What you couldn't tell me
2: I i so...
0: So you did the first interview here? Was that what the thing? No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was. It was. I think it was our first TV
1: interview. Wow. Yeah.
3: yeah we were just really f- horrified. I think. Oh really? Oh man. Well,
1: because I asked all those in-depth questions. That was the thing it's, that was. It was a, a probing, soul, you know, stripping,
0: <laughs> interview that you gave us. And yeah. You made us feel right at home. now. <laughs> I don't know. We, I, it's really funny because like you end up doing like uh, I don't know three or four interviews a day now mm-hmm. and. Uh, I just I, we were so mortified when we started, when we had to start because you don't know what they're gonna ask. and
3: yeah. it was also kind of traumatizing because our song Hey Man, and I Shot came out and everyone thought it was about Kurt Cobain's death, and so it's really this is interesting. I I met Dave Grohl in New York and uh, he was like I was like you know Dave it's not about Kurt Cobain and he was like yeah I knew that you know and he's like I've got songs that people think are about Kurt and they're four years old, you know so. I mean, That was a bit traumatizing and our Bud Dwyer's widow thought it was about her husband and she called the record company. I mean, the world became a very small place really quickly for us. So interviews were very, you know, traumatizing. I mean it was so they
0: would always of, ask you that question. We keep yeah. getting asked, yeah, whether or not hey man I shout was about Kurt Cobain or, you know, but what what's what was it like being in nine inch nails? And you know, at first we just kinda wanted to avoid that because we didn't want people to think of us as a nine inch nails spin because uh, we don't consider ourselves that, but um I don't know. After, you know, water's under the bridge and everything and we feel like we have our own identity and we don't mind discussing it really. Yeah,
3: Nine Inch Nails and Filter are actually friends now. And I have known those guys for so long that we we always knew we'd make up with those guys.
0: Buried the hatchet. You
3: know, (laughs) Trent and I call each other at late night and play phone tag. It's fun. I mean, you know, and and the thing is, I mean, we've all got gold records on the wall. We've all, we've all done it, you know, And, and to have like some kind of strange Grudge out there—it's just yeah. no especially way. over
0: nothing. We, we have big Thanksgiving
1: <laughs> dinners now and stuff like that. It's really, well, that's good. Very At least you're eating well. <laughs> good home cooking. Yeah. Stay tuned. We have filter in the studio with a lot more music. Five minutes. Five minutes. So we can get like one more tune in, and then uh, you know they're going to kick us out of so here. Let's play
3: know. some okay. of our videos. Yes. Speaking of let's Robert play, Dole, let's play uh, "Stuck in Here."
0: Do, they have, do you have Stuck in Here? It's on this. Okay, we're going to play a video of ours directed by uh, Richie's brother-in-law, actually, a good friend of ours. It's called Stuck in Here. and uh,
3: Johnny Cook directed Johnny Cook. this one.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It's a sad look at life on the road with Filter.
0: <laughs> on a steel horse we ride. Once
6: again I'm stuck in
2: This is because
4: this is gonna happen to me. <laughs> Frank, it's fine,
2: it
4: doesn't hurt at all. Thoomp. Get his face. Oh <laughs> jeez. I kick it. <can't> <laughs> there you go. Alright, all done. I'm
6: one happy tetanist guy.
3: Bass player Frank Kavanaugh receives techno shot. Take what? one.
4: It's not money. Okay, pull down your britches. <laughs> so
3: yep. You frank, yep. you can not
4: to be uh, documented? No. Oh,
3: come on. No, come on. on. It's my booty. Dude, it's I my, my
4: booty.
3: It's my... Here, come on, let me get it. I'll, I'll get, get it. it. I'll get the
0: needle going in and No, everything. no. Matt, you can do it, not him. You'll still get my butt crack.
6: Oh,
3: good <laughs> lord. It's your tape. You own it. You take it, you throw it it's away. Twenty to hundred.
1: Filter, but actually there's an emphasis on the whole name. So if you're saying filter in a sense you'd say,
4: "Oh, tonight Filter is going to be playing," it's just a little louder than every other word. Fashion, I know nothing about it. I, everyone's got their own, I guess. You can probably tell by looking at us—we're not really that high fashion. Naomi oh. Campbell, Naomi Campbell walks fine. They just kind of catch. Kind of
0: bottle, and I pseudo come up peed on her or something. He hosed her down, and she lost composure for like a second. And uh, you see, you see her face, like a, and then she regains. You know, she they came back. Out. She came back to a dressing room, clutching a bottle of white wine, banging the door, and we wouldn't let her in. We were afraid. She just looked like you know she
6: was too hot. A good shot, man.
0: They come back, it's really funny how you know everything goes in cycles, but now glam is coming back and like is especially it? out in LA it's like like people go to clubs now and like, you know, people the the hip kids will play Def Leppard and Bon Jovi and stuff like that and so now it's looked yeah, at yeah. in a sarcastic way. But these are the same people who liked it back then, so they can kind of have it from a different ironic level. So have their cake and eat it too. Oh, we don't like this but
1: it's funny and but it's all, all music back. is valid though, no matter what it is. It all You know, should be out there and played.
3: But there was was that
1: time, though,
3: when music was so Okay, the disco
1: era. What was wrong with that
0: era? I like disco. (laughs) Disco did not bother me as much. Yeah, I I guess it was just the lack of substantive quality, you know, Mm -hmm. in a lot of the music that was happening in the 80s. I mean, like, the bands, there were some very important bands then, you know, like uh, U2 and The Police and a bunch of underground bands, whether it was, you know, Bauhaus or The Chameleons. Replacements. Replacements, you know, but, you know, what was existing in the top of the charts was... uh, Absolute vomit. I remember when uh, Rich and I were working on our record, and we're sitting there, and we're driving back from a bar, and I, I realized that in the top ten, you know, like Metal or uh, Soundgarden was like number one, Nine Inch Nails is number three, Pantera was number four, and it's like this is a good time for us to make music. You know, I mean, when bands that you know, whether or not we're big fans or not, but at least you know, I, are coming from a different point of view than the. Uh, I won't pick on anyone, but. Uh, you know what I mean?
3: Oh. I mean, but we were the kids that had mohawks back when we were 15. So you had a mohawk?
2: Sure. Yeah?
1: yeah. Did you, like, uh, how did you do that? You had, like, gone all the way up, right?
3: I was short. It was about that long. Uh-huh. And, you know, ridiculous looking, but that was, you know. You
1: pictures of those days? The
3: jarheads, you know, that were beating me up didn't understand that. And now the jarheads of today are, you know, putting their mohawks on because they think it's cool all of a sudden. And so, I mean, you know, I, I think that we've always focused in on like the abstract and, and uh, at least d- different thinkers and not the, the mainstream type thing.
2: So.
4: your neck he'll stop. Go, hey you're biting my neck. Say you're scratching me.
2: (laughs) You gotta
0: tell, people don't realize that we're a Chicago man, which is really funny. Um, Well, I guess it's not really that funny, but Rich grew up in Cleveland, we recorded. (laughs) I don't know, it's there. hysterical, it's hysterical. But we're, we've always been kind of like considered like a two-city band, but we all live in Chicago now. I don't think uh, anyone knows that. We don't have like a real Chicago awareness just because we never, we never, we didn't go through the club thing, you know, we didn't, uh, you know, we weren't playing uh, Empty Bottle every other day uh, back when we started, but um, it's
1: what we call our home. Yeah, Chicago. Well, this is great. This is the center of the universe right now. Because Chicago is perfectly it's placed for, for New York, yep. Los Angeles, the West Coast, everywhere. Yeah, you know, I've been
0: in two hundred cities in the last year, and everyone, you know, there cities I like, like Seattle and San Francisco and New York.
1: But I always am happy to come on to Chicago. Yeah. It's because of the beautiful weather here. It's nice and warm and sunny all the time. And you get JBTV on at two thirty in the morning. <laughs> Are you gonna
0: start having like JB grind? No, I mean, no. You're not gonna get. Well, Francesca
1: wants me to do that, do you, Francesca? Yeah, you know, you can dance. Little dance show, you get a bunch of girls scantily clad dancing around the studio here. I could see it. This is a good idea. I think we're going to change it, and then we could do all kinds of cool stuff. Oh, by the the way, Moby,
3: all you little dance freaks, Moby's working on his new record. It's metal. Whoa. Moby. Big big news flash. He's actually a friend of ours, and uh, he's just like... I'm I'm into metal. <laughs> he, he really likes our band. We're, I don't really consider as metal, but we love Marshall amplifiers and loud noises. Of course, you know someone's they hear a, lar- a loud guitar, they make you metal.
1: You know we have to mind. have long hair for metal. So I guess I could do metal. I guess. You could <laughs> metal. you yeah. were in a metal band, weren't you? No. Uh, but come uh... <laughs> on. I, I, I don't think we've ever even played any metal bands on this show. So you know metal. Yeah. You used to have the eyeliner and. Mascara kicking. Shh, don't talk about that.
0: <laughs> tight, tight
1: leather pants. Well, that was back when I was like 30 pounds uh, thinner. <laughs> you can still squeeze in them.
2: Nope.
0: Well, there you go. Metal we are not. <laughs> Metal.
3: Whatever happened to Warrant and,
0: uh all those guys. Who knows. <laughs> when they come back. It's really funny how, you know, everything goes in cycles, but now glam is coming back and mm-hmm. like is especially it? out in LA, it's like like people go to clubs now and like, you know, people the the hip kids will play Def Leppard and Bon Jovi and stuff like that. And so now it's who looked knows, at yeah. in a sarcastic way, but these are the same people who liked it back then so they can kind of have it from a different ironic level. So had their cake and eat it too. Oh, we don't like this, but it's funny and but it's all. all music is
1: valid though, no matter what it is. It all, you know, should be out there and played.
3: But it was there was there was that
0: time though when music was okay. The
1: dead. disco era. What was wrong with that
0: era? <laughs> I like disco.
3: Disco I mean, didn't bother me
0: as much. Yeah, I, I guess it was just the lack of substantive quality, you know, in mm-hmm. a lot of the music that was happening in the '80s. Yeah. I mean, like the bands. There were some very important bands then, you know, like. Uh, to and the police and a bunch of underground bands whether there was you know bauhaus or the chameleons yeah, replacements replacements you know but yeah. you know that what was existing in the top of the charts was uh absolute vomit i remember when uh, rich and i were working on our record and we're sitting there and we're driving back from a bar and i, I realized that in the top 10 you know like metallic or uh Soundgarden was like number one nine inch nails was number three pantera was number four and it's like this is a good time for us to make music you know i mean when bands that you know whether or not we're big fans or not, but at least, you know, I, are coming from a different point of view than the, uh, I won't pick on
1: anyone, but uh, you know what I mean.
3: I mean, but we were the kids that had mohawks back when we were 15. So you had a mohawk? Sure.
1: On the next edition of JBTV, it'll be part number two with Filter. I'm Jerry Bryant saying bye-bye, stay high, and keep on rockin' and rolling. Bye-bye. There you go, the JBTV Podcast, where we bring you the best music, the best interviews, and it's all unscripted and totally unrehearsed. Follow us on all the social media and spread the word. This is JBTV Music Television, the JBTV Podcast. JBTV.
5: It's NFL Draft Season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football